My friends, to the In Obscuria podcast, a podcast where we exhume obscure rock and punk and metal, and we put them in one of three categories, the lost, the forgotten, or the should-have-beens. I'm Kevin Williams, that's Robert Harrison, and we are back again this week. Hello. What is up? Oh, it's sitting here staring at it. sitting right in front of me. I see that. It's a very special a summer gift, beverage. A special gift from Mr. Williams that goes... Oh, that was a nice sound. That was very nice. That's very, very nice was, indeed. You could market that. You know, red stripe, curveball. A little curveball. I don't think either one of us have had a uh, red it, stripe in many, many. In the squatty bottle. They've changed the bottle, though. Look at it. It's not nearly as squatty as it no, used to no, be. No, no. It used to be like a grenade almost. Yeah. Which was like a Mickey's. Yep. <laughs> Mickey's. I don't think you were there. You were there in Athens for the uh, Mickey's incident. Or were, I don't believe so. Us? No, I don't believe yeah, so. Yeah, somebody told me, hey, here's a beer. And I'm like, cool. And I started drinking it and had another one. Maybe I had a third one. And nobody told me it was malt liquor. Mm-hmm. And so I was... Uh, There's one malt yeah, liquor we, kicker. We, I think we've, we've told this, or I've told this story before. It was in Athens, uh, Halloween. And the band was throwing candy out into the audience. And I was the audience. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the band members hit me in the head with a Jolly Rancher. And you so, said, hey. Yeah, so uh, imagine me, three Mickeys into a, a night already, toasty. And then I start winging candy back up at the band and apparently I had better aim and so I nailed the singer mm. and then I started levitating. They loved that. Yeah, they, they did and I, I started levitating and I was like, uh, Eric, look at this. I'm levitating. Look, man. Uh, look, my feet aren't even on the floor and it was the bouncer picking me up by my jacket or whatever I had on with one hand. <laughs> this dude picked me up with one hand and dragged me to the door. And That's threw- how beefy you were. Yeah, oh yeah. I'll, I'll buck 35 back 20 years ago <laughs> and threw me out the front door and then every, all of our friends, Jim and Michelle, they followed me out the door and we went to another bar where I almost got beat up by somebody else. So, do you think you were screaming at him in your Cartman voice about him? No, I was fascinated because I had no idea he was behind me. I just thought, damn, look at this. This is cool, man. It's like an out of body experience. I'm floating through the air. I thought maybe you were shouting at the uh, the band, screw you, hippie. No, I was just throwing candy. I mean, I was oh, the okay. I was the least belligerent and drunk there at the bar. I promise you, I was having a great time. And you know, not even as I'm getting thrown out, I probably was like, all right, cool, man. See you later. Jolly Rangers are very hard yeah that hurt so that i just i had to start (laughs) flinging it back and i think it was like the third one i threw they got tired of me doing that so Mm. yeah that's that's my uh story from 20 years ago wow i think even more than that uh it was been 1990 yeah 24 years Mm. that was 1999 well let's see how this red stripe we were told or you were told or you heard i heard that it tastes better in a glass and kevin and i neither one of us have ever had a red stripe in a glass always in the bottle Mm. the squatty bottle yeah, I can't tell. <laughs> it tastes I, the same. I feel fancier. But thank you for the beer. I need that. I am I am beat up, man. I am. Uh-oh. I've got cuts on my knuckles, bruises, scrapes, scars on both of my hands. Fight Club? Yeah, which happens in my garage once in a while. Not every week, but once in a while, I just decided to have Fight Club. And I was fighting a 78-year-old fire truck. Mm. It was kicking fire my truck ass. Fire truck wins. It was kicking my ass. No, I eventually won, but I was trying to remove the rear axle assembly, which had not been touched in 78 years, it looked like. So I had to remove it because I damaged it for four years ago mm-hmm. and I've been meaning to get to this chore for four years and it was time so yeah four days it took to get all the rusty bolts off I only had to cut one um, and got it out it's probably 400 I'll show you afterwards it's a 400 pound axle that I lowered safely and got out of the truck and now I've got to figure out how to get it into a trailer and drag it to the shop to get it rebuilt 
belt. So you want me to pick it up after this? Yeah, show? if you don't mind, I'll, I'll go get it. Just stretch, I'll stretch a little bit, and then yeah. if you could just throw that in the back that's, of my truck, I would appreciate that. No problem. I can deadlift yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little greasy. Just be careful. No problem. Yeah, so I had to go take a shower in the outdoor shower. I was so filthy that I had shower in the outdoor I don't outdoor think you've shower. ever explained the fact that you have an outdoor shower at what? the old firehouse. How does that go unspoken? I don't know. It's yeah, pretty it's, cool. It's who who has shower. an outdoor shower? Raise, your, raise your hand. Robert Everybody there? Uh, I do. It's not your only shower. It's a special summertime enjoyable shower. No, it's big right? enough. For, I think we've had like eight people out there. The inside one's big enough for six or seven. Go, baby! Very good. They're all party showers, so the outdoor one's much bigger. It's got two shower heads. Well, you don't really need to say anything else. You have an outdoor party shower. Yeah, it has disco lights in it. Now to me, now to me, notch, notch, now to me, say no more. <laughs> and so that's how the neighbors know not to come over. If the, oh, it's if, that kind of party. Yeah, if they see oh. the disco lights, they're like, oh, adults we'll, only. We'll come over later. <laughs> say no more, say no more, now to me, nudge, nudge. It's the neighbors with the kids we don't want coming over, but the other neighbors down the street, they're all, all right. like, what's Mr. Robert doing? Yeah, so it's outdoor shower, man. It's, it's hot outside, but you go outside and take a shower. It's just great. It's like all of a sudden it becomes just 68 degrees. It's really cool outside. Not a bunch of spiders in there? No, no, it's nice. I keep it clean. I keep yeah. it clean. It's, it's just, it's low maintenance. Like I said, you can get out there and Get all clean and you don't have to clean your shower. So when you're really filthy, dirty, just go out there and it's got hot water. I mean, it's just like a real shower. It's got everything. Well, like a real shower. Yeah. It's not like just like a garden hose. You go, right. hose that was right. Florida. You had to go hose yourself off. It's not just off. a stall with a yeah. hose. Yeah. My mom yeah. would be like, you're not coming in here. You hose Proper off. shower. Yeah. This is the actual shower. And it's like on the second floor. So, you know, it's private. So I just, I have to ask because fingers close to the button. Is there any reason I need to hit a button? No, man. I've been, no? I've yeah. been cooking healthy no? stuff to make no up cooking? my bad. I'm not going to talk about the healthy stuff. It's boring. Okay. Yeah, it's all, all right. like broccoli and shit. All right. Well, I won't press the button then. We'll wait until no, next time. Don't ruin my beer. Okay. We can talk about healthy food. All right. <sighs> well, after you eat healthy food, go listen to Pot of Thunder, Cobras and Fire, Growing Up Rock, Slam Fest Podcast, Decibel Geek, A to Z Radio, Sean Geek and Fast Fret Podcast, Metal Up Your Podcast, The Hustle, Disciples of the Watch, Podcast Rock City, State of Amorica, Rock Strikes 10, Potter Than Hell, The Kiss Room, Ages of Rock, Retro Zest Podcast, The Synaptic Empire, and don't forget about Monty, Monty's Rockcast. Come visit us at inobscuria.com, like us, share, recommend, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, go buy some swag over at Redbubble, or leave us a review. Pick your pick your poison. One to one. three words, all we need. Yep, short, sweet, pithy. Pithy is the word. Okay, sure. Well, Robert, I am. Uh, we're not going to waste too much time because I know we have a schedule to keep yep. today. And I see the grounds are ready. I knew right away as I was going to my usual parking spot and I had to show my ID to get through security. Mm-hmm. When you see I the, parked, the grass was mowed? Yeah, it looks good out it's there. Nice so and manicured over there. I know everything I need to know about what tonight is. And I'm once again excited to see all the scaffolds and stages set up here at the old Smyrna Firehouse. You got your wristband? I do. I got my, my special credentials with me. The beer tents are set up along with the merch booths. I saw a corn dog hut. Oh, that's my favorite. Oh, man. I mean, how many people, not, besides the outdoor shower, how many people get to have a corn dog hut right across the street from their house? Yep. So I think we should just get right to it. It's, it's time for our annual festival experience here at the Old Smyrna Firehouse. It's episode 185, Ghost Fest 2023. 
Of course, nobody's here yet. No, it's early. So I'm really thankful that you invited some of your uh, witch friends to join us. Which and, ones? You know, those witchy friends that you've mentioned. Oh, whichever. Uh, I don't know which ones you have, but uh, I assume they're outside. They are ready for us to do a little conjuring. So if we could get them in here, we will start the festivities now. So are you ready? Or? I'm yep. ready. Okay, here they are. Thank you. Hello. Good to see you. Let's begin. We need the ghost for the Ghost Fest 2023. How does this work? Definitely feel something. Let us demand that individuals be judged for their concrete actions, not their fealty. Where does fog come from? Do not know, but I think they're coming. I can hear them. Oh yeah! <laughs> Welcome. Hello. Oh, is that Lemmy? Lemmy? What's back. up, man? What's up? Let me get you a jack. Hold the coke. They're here. They are ready to go. Is that Ronnie? I can't see. He's so short. <laughs> Even as a ghost, he's a short ghost. All right. John Lennon, you're in the wrong place. Yeah, just, no. You, you're in the other really, festival. It's, you're not going to enjoy it's about this. about two miles south of here. So we just like to welcome all the spirits, inspectors, the wraiths, the phantoms, the ghouls. Once again, we have also booked a few ghost artists to play. So not just the living playing our festival yeah. today. We've brought back a few spirits, but not for the first band. I think it's time. I We were going to do a side stage this year, but I, I see you didn't have enough room for that. No, so. no. There's, there's been a lot of development around Everybody here. gets the we main to stage. scale it back a little bit. This band typically would probably get a side stage, but I am so excited that these guys are here. We did an entire episode on our opening band just about two years ago to the T actually I think it was like July 4th weekend so exactly so tonight they are paying us back please welcome to the stage Mr. Todd Horn Tony Gialuca Garrett Coleman and Randy Roccalata the one and only Spider Monkey is in the house they're going to kick things off tonight like I said if you want to know more about Spider Monkey go listen to episode 84 Wait, are, they, are they dead? They're, no they're not dead not everybody's dead oh I thought these guys we didn't I, kill Spider Monkey well, I was hoping not. I, I didn't know if you had some news for me. They're like, not an active band. Only when they want to get back together. So got they it, agreed. Got it. They agreed I, to okay. come back I'm today. I'm just making sure I'm on top of things. I don't know if yeah. you're going to spring that on me. No. Because that'd be no. sad. They're originally from St. Augustine, Florida. They embarked on the Perpetual Tour way back in 1992. And then they ran that until about 99. And we saw them, or I saw them several times. You saw them once with me, I believe, here in Towards Atlanta. the end. It Towards was the end when they were getting ornery. Oh, God, yes. Todd was no longer Todd Horn. He was Todd Ornery. And uh, a young Kevin fully embraced his funk rock roots with this band as inspiration. They've released four albums on their own. Reportedly, they sold over 50,000 on their own. No label. And what was our favorite song? The Booby Song. <laughs> I think they might be playing that later, but I don't think that's what they're opening with. Oh. 
So let's get to it for the spirits and ghosts out there. I think we're going to get them riled up. Here we go. Spider Monkey is in the house. bass player carries that band oh so good so it's, good it's just so tight and, uh, you told the story last time about him borrowing somebody else's bass and yeah having trouble with it because <laughs> it wasn't his bass yeah that was um it was a, a gibson grabber that he borrowed and mm. that's like an old school 70s gene simmons style a lot of space guitar in it probably yeah well, it was funny to watch him try to play it and he got really pissed off again that was near the end of their yeah first he run. was he was shouting about it on stage like every song after every song he was griping about it bitching <laughs> about it but usually a very fun band and tonight they were a very fun band once again and again if you want to go find out more about them they were more of a local regional act in the 90s that i absolutely adored but episode 84 we tell you all about them mm-hmm. I think they got everybody worked up, so much so that we're going to invite some ghosts to come up next. This is an old band. We are bringing back a few ghosts. We are resurrecting a 1960s Detroit proto-metal powerhouse called The Frost. Never heard of that one. Yeah. Well, welcome back to the stage and from beyond and beyond, Mr. Dick Wagner. Uh Uh-oh. So welcome back to the stage from beyond, Mr. Dick Wagner, Gordy Garris. Bob Rigg and Don Hartman again there. The Frost, 
They were an American psychedelic rock band from Alpena, Michigan. I've never been there. Nope. But I'm pretty sure they were the Detroit scene, so it must be a suburb or somewhere close to Detroit. And in the late 60s, they were led by Mr. Dick Wagner, who went on to play with Ursa Major, who we played, I believe, on our third episode ever, way back. You know, I must be, I got to go back and listen to our first episode. I've never heard it. Oh, it's horrible. Is it that bad? Yeah. <laughs> really bad. Deal. I got to listen to it now. And it's our most downloaded episode of all time. <laughs> So if you're new, skip like skip five, one. five yeah. or six episodes. You got the hang of it. Go after to a year while. two, maybe. Yeah, please. <laughs> so Dick played with Lou Reed, Alice Cooper, Peter Gabriel in the seventies. He passed away a few years ago. So it's good to see Dick back on stage. Their first major performance was in 1968 in front of a crowd of 10,000 with the MC5 and the Stooges, and the Frost were noted as being the standout band on the stage that day. So that's pretty amazing pretty awesome band glad to get them back together only your, four releases in your first show yeah first show. ten thousand people yeah mm, not really my first show how about yours uh well it depends with big jack or with solo uh, either so solo i think my first paid gig was 30 people and pretty soon after that, I had like 100 people because I, I, I didn't tell anybody the first time because yeah. I didn't know how I was going to do. But after the, I, I did one gig, I was like, okay, that wasn't bad. So then I invited all my friends out to the next one. So the next one, I showed up with like 100 people. Yeah. And they loved The bar owners loved me. Then Big Jack, I think, same thing. We did McDuff's Irish Pub. To I can't maybe even remember where we played first. 30, 40 people. 30, I don't 40, know, yeah. Somewhere maybe, in there. Maybe. My first show ever, we rented out the American Legion in my hometown and yeah. we sold tickets for five bucks a head and I think we had like four bands on the bill and I, maybe we had like 70, 80 people that's but that was bad. a pretty big deal that's a big deal now who organized that? Uh, I did you did so you yeah. were a promoter I was the promoter yes were you in one of the bands? I was yes I was in front man how old were you? 16 16 years old yep. you're a promoter you're in a band making Bank first gig ever off your friends. Yep, there's no better feeling making a bunch of money off your friends. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my money, man? Where's my money? It's five bucks. Come on. Yeah, I don't even remember the whole money thing. I, I know that we charged five bucks a head. I don't remember how much we got paid, but I know that we had to rent it out and we yeah. had to pay for. I think I don't think we rented any gear. I think everybody just kind of knew somebody with something and yeah. they brought it. We had lights. We had a person running lights for us. Like Seriously, behind the band and oh yeah. It was it was a, a makeshift uh, wow DIY kind of thing. I remember going to parties in high school, not a lot, maybe one or two, a small town, that there was a band. And it was probably people I went to school with, I didn't know them, but it was always such an amazing thing to see. I'm like, oh my God, these guys, guys know how to play. Now granted, I'm in like marching band. It's not that I don't know anything about music, it's just rock music was such a an unbelievable thing that they're on this pedestal. Oh yeah, that they're it in a didn't actual matter if they were band. Any good or not. No, I didn't care. This band played Tom Sawyer, and I was like, <laughs> "Holy jeebus, these guys must be amazing to be able to play that song." And still, it didn't click. To uh, why don't you try this, dumbass? And it was like years before I picked up guitar. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I'm I'm seeing the uh, blinking flashlight. I think we're ready for oh, this yeah. band. So. I went a little long on that. Let's, that's fine. I think they're ready to go. So welcome back, The Frost, and let it roll. I would like to welcome you to the live recording of The Frost. Thank you.
guy memorize all those lyrics i know i was thinking the same thing like it just was like a book <laughs> obviously that is a song meant to get everybody rallied before they do the rest i don't know what it's about, i don't know what it's about but it was, it was a good song hmm. yeah it's a little deep yeah a little deep there <laughs> need some interpretation damn good music for a 60s band though and I'm not an expert on proto-metal. We've had a couple of episodes on that. But I try to listen to it from the standpoint of I've never heard metal before. And, you know, because the people in that audience had never heard Judas Priest yet. Or, oh, yeah. Or, you know, yeah. anything like that. No, he had, like not that. Metallica. So that, These guys only knew the Who, the Stones, the Kinks, the Beatles. That's yeah. all they knew. And so definitely, you know, had a heavier vibe than the Beatles. Stones, yeah, kind of. But just, I guess it had just enough of a grunt to it that that was that extra thing that gave it that proto-metal name tag and it just it, from that i guess out of that it was just the motion the lack of any depth it was just balls to the wall kind of like metal is sometimes exactly. you don't have to be very deep to be a really heavy song exactly i think you hit it on the head absolutely the frost go check them out good stuff they have four releases 1968 to 1970 it wasn't long before dick left and started doing work with all those other folks that i mentioned lou reed alice cooper etc so all the Alice Cooper albums, once Alice quit the Alice Cooper band and started doing solo stuff, that's all Dick Wagner. Is it? Great, great music. Great guitar player. And good to hear him again. And now he's got Edith Strauss. That's right. Ooh, man. Yep. And then I think that album's coming out pretty soon in August, I believe. They put out the album that yeah. finally he's letting the touring band play and Nita's on it. And Facebook has figured out the algorithm that that's a photo that I, I'll stop and look at. I'll scroll, like. scroll, scroll, scroll. Oh, what's this? Oh, it's Nita. Hi, hi. How are you? Scroll, scroll, scroll. Oh, there's another one. Wow, imagine that. Scroll. Oh, there's another one. <laughs> Facebook. Stop, man. Come yeah, on. There's one fit woman. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Shredder. All right, Robert, yes. you love this next performer's acting so much in the classic horror film, Rock and Roll Nightmare. He heard oh. how much you enjoyed the movie mm. that he has decided to come here today. We featured a tune way back in episode 97. It was Arcane Sounds from the Big Scream. And we featured John Michael Thor in his amazing movie debut. Maybe his second movie. It was Rock and Roll Nightmare. But we featured a song from yeah. that. And he has come with his band Thor are playing the festival. Did I ever give that DVD back to you? You did. Okay, good. <laughs> good. You if, keep it. Just keep it. If, if you don't remember, John Michael Thor was a bodybuilding champion 
He's an actor, songwriter, screenwriter. He's a historian, apparently. Mm. A vocalist and a musician. And his band is Thor. He holds 40 bodybuilding titles in Canada and the U.S. In the early 70s, he decided to combine all that together. And he did all these props and costumes and all his showmanship and put together kind of a proto-metal band. And then in the 80s, it became more of a metal band. And then he started doing amazing movies. Yeah, I think a bad wrestling guy you know like not wwe level but down low 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 wrestler <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about he's amazing he his movie career recruits zombie nightmare and rock and roll nightmare then he stopped after that you know why because he figured after he did a trilogy like mm-hmm. that he doesn't need to act anymore quit while he's already top. done it he's who, done it all who needs an academy exactly just quit there's a documentary called i am thor that came out in 2015 i would urge anyone to go watch that on youtube it's entertaining to say the least so there's lots of merch he brought more merch than anybody else here today i mm-hmm. think two of the merch tents are just his stuff so please go buy some rubber water bottles with yep. his logo on it some Parachute steel bars pants. yeah there's all sorts of amazing stuff and right now they are ready thor is ready he's about to bend a bar and with his teeth i believe yep he's got it in his teeth he's, he's coming out i see him on the side stage right now so here they are here's the band and the man thor hot flames
kind of like Rob Halford without these seven upper octaves. Just mm, yeah, just yeah, he's, he's got octave. kind of a uh, or monotone. Paul, Paul of good. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Just not, that, not a lot of range. Not but, a range, but he's got the grunt to it where he can he can belt out the songs. Yeah, I saw him holding his back. I hope he's all right. <laughs> there were a lot of ghosts on the scaffold. Do we need to make a an announcement, or are we good? Um, those of you who are again taking residence on the tower. It depends on. Please again for those who are behind you. May we ask you to come? You know what? If they fall off, it doesn't really matter. They ca- yeah, set. they just keep going. Yeah, just, yeah. Whatever. They, no, they please, are dead. Whatever. Yeah. Just die now. again. It's no big deal. Do you have insurance? Those of you who have sleeping bags on this tower that can get to them, would you be kind enough as to take them <laughs> down? <laughs> <laughs> you get ghost insurance? Uh, no, I thought uh, you were okay. taking care of that. Uh, better tell them to get the hell off then. Oh, okay. So that those behind those bags can see, please. Please remove very, yourself from we, the scaffold. Nothing worse than what it just goes. The show cannot go on until the ghosts are all off of the scaffolding. Thank you. We're good now. Okay, awesome. I guess we should tell the people here what Ghost Fest is and why it exists. Just in case. They just in the case they miss the first few. couple of ones, yeah. Yeah, this was an annual event based on an experience that we had when we an were... An actual real-life experience. At a festival. Yes. And what was the name of that festival? The Ghost Fest. Well, it was actually <laughs> called the Music... 101, I believe. It was a benefit for some type of educational thing. Yeah, some kind of. This is 20. State of Georgia. This is 20 years ago. Something years ago. Yeah, Yeah. maybe 20. Exactly. Maybe. Yeah, around 20 years ago, actually. You're right. And it was outside of where we live in Atlanta. So. Bands and suburbia. people would have to travel, what, maybe 40 minutes outside? It was outside? south of Atlanta, so it was a half an hour drive. Yeah, outside of Atlanta. So, yeah. you know, people would have to do a little traveling to get yeah. there. And a promoter put this together. Uh, and, and the promoter was this young lady in her 20s? Probably in her 20s. Yes, yeah. so probably not a lot of experience. This might have been this might have been it. her only experience <laughs> with it, based on what happened. And how many bands would you say she booked for this Two, show? Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Like 18? There were three stages. Yeah, so... Two... There was a, a large field. Yeah. And it was... What was this place? It was like a... a school. Was it a school? Is that it was a school, yeah. We played in sort of the amphitheater area. Yeah, it's like a concrete amphitheater. And then there were there was a big field, and they had two stages facing one another. So they would basically play one band on one stage at the end of the field, and then they had... People would turn around. People would turn around and go side. to the other stage at the other end of the field. And then in between, we played... On this amphitheater, amphitheater basically, stage, stage that yeah. was actually pretty nice. Yeah, you know, full PA up until we got there. Right, full PAs on all the stages, yeah. full security. You know, so guys three, driving around in the little three golf stages worth of sound and lights. Lights. Rigging. I mean, this was everything. This is a festival. Yeah, but done really well, except for except for the attendance. Yeah, because we, the band, all looked out as we were playing our shows, and we realized we were playing to ghosts. Because it started, we got there early in the afternoon to set up for an evening show, and so we get there and we're setting up. Everybody's excited, and then about five o'clock, I start noticing. I'm like, huh? I guess people are going to be this going to be like a late show, late crowd. But you know, we're we had a time of going on like seven thirty. It was light. It was still light. It was getting dark, but it was still light when we started. And we're like, okay, well, maybe it's going to show up after we play. That sucks, but okay, that's what happens. But there were other bands there, so the bands were our audience. We had a great time. We blew the PA system. <laughs> which is not surprising for us. Yeah, uh, happened a few times. But then by the time we're done, there's still nobody there. And so the other bands, the big stages start happening. And and they played to... The other bands. The other bands. We all went around and 
supported these fellow band members because we were like, well, there's nobody here. Let's just make the best of it. And I remember her, the promoter, like walking by really fast and wiping tears out of her eyes. She was obviously distraught about this, but it was just one of those wacky things. So then in the middle of the, the sh- one of the shows, I look out in the field just covered in this fog and that helped the Ghost Fest yes, that was, lore. That was when we realized that we were playing the ghost. Playing the ghost. And holy shit, I don't know how much money she lost or where that money came from or went, but I have no idea how much money it would cost to put up that much equipment and hire these bands. I don't, we didn't get paid, did we? No, I don't think we got a dime. No, I mean, so it was no. just chalk it up to experience. We got exposure, though. Remember? They promised us exposure. Oh, they did. They yeah. promised us radio ads uh-huh. and, and you know posters oh, and yeah. all the people that were coming. I mean, they had major vendors. If you're, if you're an artist, there's nothing better than getting that exposure, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was great. So yeah, that's, that's the origin of Ghost So we finally refer to it as Ghost Fest and then it inspired this event. We realized the way to have a very lucrative Mm -hmm. festival experience is to only play to ghosts. Because you don't have to pay them. You don't have to pay them. It's easy cleanup, easy setup. Yeah. You know, they all you do is conjure them here, and then at the end, you just send them back. You got some sorcerers, some wizards to kind of keep yeah, them in line. Super easy. A couple of preachers. <laughs> so we better keep this thing going because the uh, spirits will get angry if we yes. don't keep this going. I think the lighting rig is up for the next band and I think they're almost ready to go. Every festival needs a little fist pumping, chest bumping AOR music, don't you Hell think? Hell yeah. Think it's time. So, how about a band that our Australian co-host brought to us way back on episode 102? It was a Degrees of Separation Queen episode, where Craig Elvin talked to us about this band that was produced by Queen drummer Roger Taylor. The name of the band is Magnum. This is before Craig had to walk on crutches. Yeah. So he called me. Did he call you? No, no, no. I figured I was. Wait- I yeah. was waiting for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He called me last night and told me he. Uh, he's fifty. He's fifty years old. Actually, and, he's over fifty. And but he blew out his Achilles. Blew <laughs> out his Achilles, and it does not sound fun. So, is ho- it true how he blew it out? What he says is that true, or is he making that up? He, no, he was running. I believe. Oh, okay. What did he tell like, you? He was kicking somebody. No, he was jumping off a stage. I'm like, you don't. No, oh. you don't jump off stages. Nah. He was, no, he, 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 just he was running. Or yeah, he was, that's how you know you're old. It's not that he you get injured. He was coaching his daughter. But you get injured doing stupid things like standing up. Like, how'd you hurt your back? I sneezed. Yeah, That's exactly. when you're old. Exactly. And so, <laughs> man, I hope you feel better soon, yes. Craig, because that, that does sounds painful. not sound fun. He's, he's going to find out if he just needs to leave it in the cast or if he's going to have to get some surgery. surgery. Get a little cool scar, though. Oh, that sounds painful to me. Achilles. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the worst. It's bad enough getting a cramp. It's like having an Achilles heel. Oh, wait. Oh, it, it is. Yes. How's <laughs> <laughs> your round? Oh, man. Okay, back to Magnum. They're ready to go on. English hard rock AOR band, somewhere in between. They were formed in Birmingham, England in the 70s. Birmingham. Originally, they were on Jet Records, which you may know as that's the label Ozzy was on back in the early 80s. Early tours, they were opening for White Snake, Blue Oyster Cult, Def Leppard, Tigers of Pantang. So you hear some new wave of British heavy metal in there. Hmm. So they're somewhere between AOR and Nwabum, which sounds absolutely impressive to me. AORBUM? AORBUM. Something like that. It's getting out of hand. Now, they did take our advice at one point during their career in the 90s they renamed themselves they did exactly what we said to do they renamed themselves Hard Rain for a bit they released two albums as Hard Rain it didn't really work out for them but you know know, because they didn't fire their drummer 
Oh, that's maybe the that's formula. It. Maybe that's it. They did get rid of some of the members, but yeah. over the course of time, though, they have released 24 albums, if you count the two from Hard Brain. 24 albums from 1978 to 2022. They are on stage. They are not dead. These are living musicians, so I just should point that out, and they are ready to go. Here's some Magnum. Are you ready for the kingdom of madness? Let me see those blisters on your fingers. Everyone's laughing And everyone's laughing And everyone's laughing 
doesn't mess around he cuts the mics off as soon as they're done <laughs> you gotta change over man you get set changes keep things going that's amazing how eerily similar that is not the vocals to queen not the band the band's very different like you said more aor but they are definitely are a mix of aor and nuovo yeah I, yeah i want more of that i want more of that one that's gonna be fun to go oh, back we, and listen to 24 albums i think we could probably Pick explore and choose a, little bit. a few little notes did you say they were from australia no they're an english band. english but that's right you yeah. said birmingham. birmingham birmingham yeah i definitely want more of that that was that was a good group to it i think the ghost liked it too because of the the loud crowd that goes roaring they have ghost groupies now i don't know if you noticed or not but we have a rather large contingent of vikings in the audience a lot of the old Vikings of, of old, they're back. Well, there's a lot of working security, too. So well, true. They're, they're yeah. helping out. Well, they're the best. They're very horny. They're the best. Thank you. Horny Vikings. Yes, they're in the audience tonight, and I believe the reason is all the recent features that we've done on the program. So We played their national anthem. I mean, this is it came along a little bit after their time, but still. yeah. Yeah, but I think I think it's okay to put this over the PA now, yeah. don't you? I think we should to welcome them, right? I think it's only proper. Please take your helmets off for the Viking national anthem. <laughs> Uh, yes, and of course, we have invited a Viking band. Not really Vikings, but they're, you know, they're, they're from, from Norway. Yeah, I mean, that's somewhere you know, amongst that's that. Basically, Norse. You like, know. Dio's dog walkers. He, he, he's the, my friend that gets paid to look like Thor. Oh, okay. He well, looks. He kind of looks like a Viking. Wait, wait, wait. We already have Thor here. Yeah. Those two are going to get in a fight. I know. I know. He's got a big, see, he's got a bigger hammer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, yes, we've invited a band from Bergen, Norway. I'm actually going to let them. I told Bergen? Them from Bergen. The Bergenmeisters. Uh, I actually told them they can speak in their native tongue. It doesn't matter because there's going to be so many ghosts here from We'll put subtitles on the, the video screen. Yes, exactly. Anyway, this is a band that I featured on my 2022 solo episode, my New Year's episode, 144. That wasn't the one on the balcony, right? That was 2021? No, no, that was 2020, I 2020, believe. 2020, the frozen balcony. 2019, I don't know. Maybe that was 2020. No, it was COVID, I think. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But this band, 
LC from Cobras and Fire introduced us to them at the 2021 Rockin' Pod because we were playing the game and I think he guessed this band is the band he was listening to and it wasn't, it was another band, but he said, hey, if you like bands that have a little of that Thin Lizzy, Iron Maiden, twin yes. guitar vibe, yes, you need to go check out Audrey Horn. They're a great Canadian band. Well, they have Horn in their name, so they get along with the Vikings. And I checked them out, and they're not a Canadian band. They're from Bergen, Norway. But Elsie, thank you yes, for introducing us to you. Tried. Bless your you heart. tried, man. Bless your heart. You tried. But no, they are a Viking-descended band. Oh. Awesome guitarmonies. Like I said, somewhere between Maiden and Lizzie. This is what the Viking crowd needs right now. So enjoy a little Audrey Horn to the stage now. All right. He's going to go get over here. Out of the city! Please stop. 
swear he was speaking Irish at the beginning of that. Not Nor he not Norway, Norwegian. Norwegian. <laughs> <laughs> Almost said that. Norwegian. He did say some English at first. And I didn't understand end. that part. Oh, okay. <laughs> That was our, I swear that's right Because it sounded like You really had to get Pissed drunk with your friends And just sing along To that song It just had that vibe It was St. Patrick's Day You got tired of hearing All the other You know Irish crap That you normally hear And this song comes on You're just like Yeah we all love the song Even though I'd never Heard it before Well I was going to mention That a couple of the Beer tents got completely Raided while that song Was oh. going on And uh, yeah A few of them Were completely empty Because the Vikings Did what they do Pillaged. Raided and pillaged and bastards. Yeah. Oh well, that's you know what their ghost is okay. Yeah. Cleanup's pretty but easy. That's a good song. Ah, it's a great band, right? I love that. So good. Okay. Well, I did. Uh, the, the red stripe didn't really go with that. It, no, it, no, not very. It uh, wasn't good pair. It was good beer. It wasn't good pairing with Irish uh, yes, music. Yes. Not really. I felt a, like I was cheating. A Marley esque moment. No. There. That's yeah. That's beach. You got to have <laughs> sand somewhere. Yeah. Oh, well. well, you know, the Vikings did sell to every shore. That's so. true. Their influence is everywhere. Exactly. Okay. Minnesota. There's Vikings in Minnesota. Apparently. Apparently. Yep. Way off course. So I was going to mention that I did take a quick bathroom break, and it's... Uh, Oh, the Port of John's. It's messy. It's gross. Ooh. It's gross. They're always gross. You think ghosts would be a little bit neater, but no, they piss all over the seats. It's not the ghosts, it's the wraiths. Oh. They're the worst. Okay. They are the worst. Because the ghosts are wearing their sheets. You think they'd want to keep those clean. Exactly. The wraiths come in? Wraiths, they just... They wraith all over the place. They're just bastards. Yeah. All right. So anyway, while I was out there, though, I did see one ghost that I recognized. I think you saw him earlier. I confirm Ronnie James Dio is in the crowd. Yes. So... And, and notice that my dog is not here. He's not... See... So you never Spirit see him in the same doll. place. I think so. I think he reincarnated as my dog. Interesting. Well, I told the ghost of Ronnie James Dio, I said, you're going to want to go to the next show because some of your old band are playing. In fact, maybe somebody who's related to you. And so the next act up is American Heavy Metal Band formed in 1980 by Mr. David Rock Feinstein, who happens to be the cousin of Ronnie James Dio. He was also in Ronnie's band, Elf, in the 1970s before Ronnie left for Rainbow. Yes, I remember that now. I learned that from you. But his band, formed in 1980, are called The Rods. Yes, so The Rods. You you ever heard of The Rods? I have not. Well, you're about to. I've thrown a rod. Yeah. (laughs) Or two. I think that's what John Michael Thor was biting earlier. He bit some rods. Okay, so The Rods... Toured early on with Judas Priest, Ozzy, Motorhead, Metallica in the early 80s. It's an American metal band. A lot of people don't know this band. Now. No. They just never got to the height of any of those bands they toured with, obviously, but just never really broke through that underground scene. But they had seven full-length albums from 80 to 86. Then they went on a bit of a hiatus. They definitely fit the what we talked about several episodes ago, the not-so-British new wave of British heavy metal. Mm-hmm. So they fit with those bands, those American bands that were kind of trying to do that sound that the British were doing so well. They released two more albums in 2011 and 2019, so fairly recently they've had an album out, and they are going to play right now, live, The Rods. Rock and roll! 
That was amazing for the fact that you could pick out 10 different bands <laughs> from that one band, what it sounded like. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just a smorgasbord of similarities to other bands. Now, what year again was that? So that uh, song, 1983. Okay. So it, it sounded more late 70s than, than the, the music. I mean, the, the, the vocals sounded more late 70s, but the music was more early 80s. You could tell yep. that they were trying to hit that wave. And they had they had everything. They checked off every box. And that's Except one of they weren't things. British. They weren't British, <laughs> but still, they had. neither was Kiss. And Well, I was going to mention that... Even though he is cousin to Ronnie James Dio, he was not channeling Ronnie no, James not Dio. not at all. Not at all. There was you no know, similarities. I say, I say he was channeling. You know who he was channeling? Ted Nugent. No, he wasn't channeling Ted Nugent. He was channeling Mr. Little Paul Stanley know, from I still think there's a little bit of Wango Tango. I, I think that's your Kiss connection with a K and your Nugent. Nugent connecting with an N. That doesn't make any sense, but yes. <laughs> we'll go with it. Wait, now you have to, that's the bar you set now after two and a half years, I have to start making sense? Okay, you're what fine. Is, well, the you're, last two years good. have been absolutely wasted my time then. Yes, the ride somewhere between Kiss and the Nuge. But there's a little bit of Priest in there, a little bit of 15 other bands. It's just amazing. And uh, once again, we've never, have we never talked about them? We have never played them, never even mentioned them This before. just proves how far, how many bands there are there that deserve to be heard and we've been doing this for two and a half years weekly i mean almost without fail we're pretty sticklers about that even when you go on vacation we still do an episode yep and that's just how much stuff is out there that needs to be heard and it's a band from the 80s yeah and they're from the states it's not like there's some obscure european band that because of geography we didn't some country we've never heard of like ukraine yeah i've never heard of (laughs) yeah a band from the states that was right in the wheelhouse of stuff that we listen to and exactly we don't know much I'm about blown them. away by that so how many albums i mean so seven full-length albums from 80 to 86 and then two more since then in the it, later once years. again plenty of material to choose from plenty. it's not like it was one and done it was just a live album that never got released or something like that no that's enough material we should have heard of them very similar to manila road which was one of the bands mm-hmm. we played on the not so british yeah. wobble episode and riot both american mm-hmm. bands Tom of albums yet no one really it sounds like it. there's a second episode of that coming out mm, at some point maybe maybe i think there's enough material all right well we are at the point of the show where it's time for the co-headliners yes the first headliner is getting ready to come up now this is a quick changeover because there's only two of them no we do not have the white stripes uh, just before you even say it we okay, don't good. have the white stripes no okay. this is a the red stripes the white stripes this is an alternative rock duo from zion illinois formed in 1990 they were almost dropped after their first album completely bombed but then they hit with their second album with a single called Bound for the Floor. You know what I'm talking about? Somewhat of a forgotten band. Oh, God. But still out there doing it. So is it 90s? 90s band, oh, yeah. This is a local H. Oh, my God. That was killing me. (laughs) I knew, I was like, 90s grunge kind of, yes, local H. Local H. They're a great band. You're going to enjoy them. They're going to come to the stage next. They are known for their energetic live show. There's only two guys on stage and one of them sitting down. (laughs) Yet they're still, still really pants off. energetic. Nine albums from 95 to 20. They're still mm-hmm. going. Here's Local H.
everybody. All right, let's hit it.
this fit in very nicely to my day today because I spent all day listening to Hum and Catherine Wheel. Nice. I was working on the fire truck. Now you can add a local wage. It was a 90s day. It was great. Awesome. Such a good live band. You said there's only two of them. Only two guys. That's making a whole right. lot of noise. But it sounds like he was doing it, he, he a ABs, bass line. He ABs his guitar through. Got it. Just, okay. Just like Royal Blood do. Yeah, just yeah, like yeah, yeah. some of the other I was going to say, it sounded like a bass line, but that's what he's doing. Yeah, okay. he's, he's running it through a bass amp and yeah. a guitar amp, and then he ABs. And so if I had done that, I wouldn't have had to pay you all that money. Mm. Oh. Yep. Now, okay. I see where I went wrong. You know, I actually <laughs> did. That did happen to me once. Did it? Yeah, there was an Australian band called the On Fires. They came yeah, I remember. to the States. Yeah, Kent. It was a keyboard and guitar player singer. Yeah. And they were hiring bass players and drummers in various cities when they would play. And mm-hmm. they, they hired Kent. And then yeah. Kent brought me on board. And I played a couple of gigs with them. So much fun. They were so good. The next time they came to the States, Kent said, hey, I'm playing with the On Fires. And I'm like, cool. He's like, oh, yeah, but uh, Marty's not doing bass. He, he, they're not hiring bass players anymore. They're just running it through a bass rig. And, oh, and getting that lower end on the guitar. Such wankers. Aww. And then they went and played festivals in China as a three-piece. I could have done that. In China. And those festivals over there are like 200,000 people. Exactly. Oh, my God. You should go look at the YouTube. They made the enough money for a bass player. China. Come on. I understand if you're playing a pub somewhere, you're making 50 bucks, but... We should Come have on. Kent tell us some of those stories. Yeah, because I want to hear that. Crazy how they had to get around and how they got to these venues. Yeah, you and, can't just walk up to it. And you know, this is a. It was an emerging scene. Like the rock scene was just. It, there wasn't really one, so it yeah. was just counterculture thing that was building up. And he was right in the middle of it. It's a really cool story. But I digress. We'll get there one day. Now we have our last act coming up, and we're going to close the night out with a ghost and a very hard get. But I hear. I think I hear a cop. You hear a helicopter? I hope you cleared the spot for it. Yeah, I mowed, I mowed the grass. Over okay, there. good. Did you mow a big H? Yeah. Okay, good. Big finger. I got a middle finger in it. Middle. Oh, that works even better for that this person. That's what I do. So, yes, we have invited back the ghost of Mr. Paul Samson. Because back in the day, he had one hell of a new album band in the early 80s. Mm-hmm. It happened to feature a very amazing singer and also a drummer that wore a leather gimp suit named Thundersticks. <laughs> but we'll focus on the singer for now. Not Thunder Pussy. No, no, it was Thundersticks. So Thunder Pussy and Thundersticks got together. Wow, that that would just be lightning, that, wouldn't it? That had a little baby tambourine. <laughs> Yes, so the band I'm talking about, Mr. Paul Sampson, the band was called Samson. And the lead singer in Samson was a guy that went by the name of Bruce Bruce. We all know him today as Mr. Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden. Yes, Bruce found out that we were going to hold this gig and that Paul was playing it, so he has helicoptered all the way over from Europe. I don't know how that works. It's a big helicopter. It's a big one. You refuel. I mean, he's a man of many talents. Don't question Bruce. He can fly big jets and helicopters. He is landing right now because Paul passed away in 2002. He hasn't had a chance to play with his old buddy in a long time. We're bringing Samson back out, even though Bruce is on tour with Maiden. So thank you, Bruce. And here they are. The final act tonight, Samson.
Holy crap. We're so lucky to be able to heard that. Mm-hmm. What a way to close out the Ghost Fest. That was amazing. Just blistering. And Such a good band. I know I've heard Samson before, but live like that, I've never heard that. Just raw, uncut talent. Yeah. They, they were a all really around. good band. I, I wonder if Bruce had never moved to Maiden, if mm-hmm. they would have become Kept more more like of, Maiden. Uh, yeah, of a force like Maiden. Yeah. Who knows? Because, yeah, without him, there would be a big... It was a big gap when he yeah. left, and Samson never really went anywhere after yeah. Bruce left. But holy crap. Great guitarist, All man. That. Who was the guitarist? That was Paul. Paul Samson. Oh, that was Paul. Yeah. Okay, that's right. Great it's guitarist. just amazing. That Wawa stuff he was yeah. doing sounded so good. That was 80? 81. 81. Okay. Yeah. God, what a great time that was. Yep. Not, I mean, not for me. I, I wasn't there, but. That <laughs> was in fourth grade. Yeah, it was in third, third grade. Pensacola, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> not understanding at all what rock and roll music was about, but still, it was cool to be alive during that time, at least some to some extent. Exactly. We can appreciate it for sure. Oh, man. Well, that's Ghost Fest this year. You notice Ronnie James Dio got on the ghost bus and left, and just a few seconds later, Ronnie James Dio G comes walking back in. Once again, I've never seen him in the same room before. I Very think, interesting. I think there was some haunting of my dog. Oh. He's exhausted now. Like he's laying on the he's, floor. He's very he's tired. Like, he's barking at us and licking himself. Now he's just like zoned wow. out. Huh. Like he ran around a music festival. I think for there's the something to that. I, I think Ronnie James Dio is Ronnie James Dio G. He's forever rock and roll devil my, horns. My mind is blown. Yes. You need a collar with like the devil horns on it or something. Well, he had a uh, bandana that had like a Ronnie James Dio bandana. Yeah, that lasted 10 seconds. Because he ate it? Yeah, he pulled it off and chewed it up. Yeah. He's like, oh, well. look, a toy dispenser. <laughs> Anytime I want it, there's a toy right there. Bam. Shredded it. I'm like, okay. So he's not a bandana-wearing dog. Some dogs are, but not him. Oh, well. He's low maintenance. Well, I guess we need to go clean up. Yeah, I guess so. I'll get the leaf blower. Fun stuff. Did You You didn't hire any of the Vikings to do any of the cleanup, did you? No. They're not was, really good at that. No, they, they, they make the mess, but they don't really clean they never up clean the up. mess. Yeah. Damn pillagers. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, I guess we got to go to work. So until next time, we'll see ya.